0: As we inch closer towards kickoff of the Super Bowl, we'll continue our breakdown. Uh, Today, we're going to take a look at Kansas City's offense versus San Francisco's defense. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at the San Francisco offense versus Kansas City's defense. Of course, we'll cover special teams uh, in our complete breakdown, our final breakdown on Super Bowl Sunday morning. So make sure that you keep it here. Uh, On the Landry Football Podcast Network, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also a reminder that you can get more detailed breakdowns of everything football, college football, NFL, at LandryFootball.com. One-stop shopping football. Inside information, analysis on the college game, the pro game, uh, from a coaching, scouting, front offers perspective that involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, we got you covered at um, LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's the best deal that we've got going. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our scouting season offer, the 12-month package, is the best deal that we have going. So there were points in the season when it looked like not even Patrick Mahomes and the great Andy Reid could elevate this Kansas City offense. The receiving core didn't have a a dependable receiver, made mistake after mistake, dropping balls. The receiver's low floor was always a very realistic possibility, considering Juju Smith-Schuster, who was productive last season, left in free agency. And the Chiefs didn't allocate many resources to replace him or improve that group. Um, They instead gave tackle Juwan Taylor a four-year, $80 million contract, making him the second-highest highest-paid player on the team, The results haven't been very good, as Taylor has allowed five sacks and 47 pressures while committing 20 penalties. It's something that's not going to be talked about for a team that's going to the Super Bowl, but a team that maybe is floundering, people point to that as a mistake. It just goes to prove that when you win, it kind of covers all the problems, and if you lose, it just exposes all of them and brings them to the forefront. The Chiefs' lack of return on their investment manifests uh, as their worst offensive season in the Mahomes era. And I say this not to be critical, but to point out what has led to their resurgence and why it has been. Their defense has played at an elite level, but many doubted the Chiefs as a legitimate title contender because of their lack of punch on offense. should have known that Reed and Mahomes would find a way. Despite their flaws, they've improved offensively during their playoff run. Their efficiency per snap in the regular season was a minus 0.2, ranked 11th in the league. In the playoffs, despite playing against the best defenses in the league, uh, the Ravens in particular, in one of their three playoff games, their efficiency increased um, in, to put them in the top three in the regular season rankings. That's how much improvement they've made. Some of the changes made offensively were necessitated by the weather. They played one of the coldest games in history against the Dolphins, played in another cold water game against the Bills the following week, and in the rain in Baltimore. In the playoffs, they increased their usage of multiple tight end sets by nine and a half percent and decreased their, um, their Cook Index by 5.5 percent, meaning they're running the, the ball more in neutral situations. The 49ers' defense has trended in the opposite direction during the playoffs. In the regular season, Their defense of efficiency ranked 12th in the league, and their points allowed per drive ranked 8th in the league. In their two playoff games, their defensive efficiency per play was minus uh, uh, 0.10, and they allowed 2.6 points per drive. Those two figures would finish below the Cardinals, which ranked bottom of the league in both in the regular season. However, the 49ers have plenty of playmakers, including Nick Bosa and Fred Werner. Two games is a a small sample, and they've been a borderline top 10 unit in most metrics during the regular season. Their playoff output doesn't accurately reflect the quality of their overall defense, but it does show that they've got some glaring weaknesses. So some of those weaknesses coincide with the Chiefs. who are excelling at right now. The 49ers are struggling against multiple tight end sets and trying to defend the run. So let's take a look at, this matchup here and see how it might play out again san francisco during the regular season looked really good is that more of who they are can they revert back to that or are we going to see the playoffs playoff niners which haven't been good enough the niners against designer runs their inability to defend the run was evident the regular season But it's been exacerbated in the playoffs. In the regular season, they're ranked 27th in defensive run success. In the playoffs, their defensive success rate dropped to 49%. The 49ers are a single gap attacking defense. Their defensive line is built to get upfield, to try to create negative plays or rush the passer. Offenses know exactly how to punish their aggressiveness with tosses and traps. The Packers and Lions ran toss, crack, plays at them relentlessly. So, point one. Niners have not been really good defending the run. Statistics may tell you that they're a little bit better. Why? When you play 18 games, 17 games over an 18-game week schedule, um, you're going to play some teams that are not good enough and will inflate falsely your success rate. The Chiefs had success running toss plays against the Niners in their 22 regular season matchup. And this season against the Jets, who run the same style of defense with head coach Robert Salah, the former 49ers defensive coordinator. The Chiefs are primarily a shotgun team, so they have to run their crack toss to the same side to which the back is offset. Um, you know, they'll have Isaiah Pacheco offset to the left and toss the ball to the left. It, uh, often they'll do it in 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends, one receiver. And a motion tight end, Travis Kelsey, to the left, and another perimeter blocker. Um, the most important block is the crack block, back block by the receiver. In the Super Bowl, look for the Chiefs who likely run towards end Chase Young as the Packers and Lions did. Young does a poor job and has done a poor job against crack blocks. And he has to do a better job of understanding when he's likely to get cracked. Then adjust this technique accordingly. Being able to uh, to key in on the formation to predict what the Eagles, uh, excuse me, with the Chiefs do is very difficult. Uh, Andy Reed is as good as any coach ever at using eye candy to manipulate defenses. He'll come into a game with a multitude of ways of running the same play. That's his strength. He'll just run the same play and dress it up differently. Whereas Kyle Shanahan he's consistent with his condensed formations so it looks all the same um, but you know he'll do different things with it against the niners in 21 the chiefs gashed the defense on fly sweeps from under center and uh, tap passes in the shotgun the idea is to quickly go horizontal against a defensive line focused on getting vertical a fly sweep is a handoff to a receiver going in motion to get outside usually on fly sweeps the ball carrier wouldn't have any lead blockers against the Niners. The Chiefs left both the play side defensive tackle and in unblocked and release blockers downfield blockers on fly sweeps, typically go in the opposite direction of the sweep to entice the defense to flow that way. But because the 49ers are so focused on getting vertical, the play side blockers just had to take a step to the left before releasing downfield to the right. The 49ers will undoubtedly work on containing the ball against the run um in the re- remaining part of their practices but it's going to be difficult to change how they play philosophical since um kyle has been the head coach there becoming more passive on early downs will leave them susceptible against the pass. but based on how they've been gashed in the playoffs i don't think they have any choice um, i think one matchup that's going to be interesting and we need to keep an eye out on is the mismatch of nick bosa against taylor um is good at everything against pass pros he's able to win in any manner he has a pass rush plan uh he's also reactionary so he can make a tackle wrong based on his set even if it's not his initial goal the chiefs tackles got beat inside a lot against baltimore so i'm guessing bosa might have an idea to power through them inside but then again it'll be a coaching point for the chiefs and Also, you have to be sure you don't get open the door for Pat Mahomes to break up um, uh, the pocket. The outside runs will make Bosa think twice about getting upfield, but the Chiefs also will chip him every time they call a play with routes that need time to develop and they'll come from different uh, players and different situations and positions. They'll roll away from him. They'll cut him when they roll his direction. They will account for him on every pass. There's no question. in 21, uh, Andy Reid had an extensive game plan designed around neutralizing Bosa. Still had a sack, through a holding penalty, but Kansas City neutralized him for most of the game. The idea is you got to make him wrong at every turn. If he wants to be aggressive upfield, you run jet sweeps, tosses, and screens. You make him the backside the uh, defensive end on zones that is responsible for the cutback lane. You condense the formation and always have someone aligned near enough to him that is a threat to chip seal or down block that's always there you allow the tackle to mix up his sets as much as he can by calling different forms of plays um, you know the chiefs will also force Bosa in the 49ers pass rush to move laterally with rollouts against the ravens on fourth and two the chiefs ran one of their favorite short yardage plays a rollout with a rub concept to the right On the play, the play side defensive end was left unblocked, but the offensive line for the running back, um, you know, to block. The end had to quickly redirect outside and then deal with the running back coming at him with speed. Usually the back would cut the end. Running back uh, Clyde Edwards alaire stayed on his feet, but did a good job of getting to the end's outside shoulder to protect Mahomes. The receivers did a bad job with their spacing on the play and they were both covered. Uh, By one defender, the play is usually dead at this point, but Mahomes was able to look backside to Kelsey on the crosser, made a perfect throw across his body to a well-covered Kelsey. So it's what I always say is you can have great game plan and great situational adjustments. But football is often what happens after the snap. It's mostly what happens after the snap, I meant to say, and that you can get looks pre-snap and you can be prepared pre-snap. But it's post-snap when you're not right, and and very often you're not right, and you need to have a playmaker to make it right. In that case, Mahomes made it right. Andy Reid likes to call the tight end screen in the red zone um, because he's got a great, uh, an athletic guy who's physical. It makes a lot of sense. Kelsey scored on a touchdown against the Bills in the divisional round. They um, did it out of 13 personnel with all three tight ends lined up left of the formation. Thought the Bills played it relatively well moving horizontally, but the Chiefs tight end and the offensive line did a good job of zone blocking to the perimeter. Kelsey got into the end zone unblocked. This is a play that the 49ers should expect to see in this one. So, uh, this is just a small sample size of the ways that Andy Reid will have his game plan to neutralize the 49ers' aggressive front. The 49ers have seen these plays before. Good idea of what's coming. Just hard to anticipate because of how Reed dresses up his concepts and mixes up his play calling for the 49ers to win. Their ends have to dominate the Chiefs in the run and pass game, but Andy Reed's not going to make this easy. So, A uh, couple of things. What if Joe Thune can't go? He missed the AFC Championship game with a pectoral injury. Uh, Nick Allegretti played poorly against Baltimore, giving up four pressures in a sack and struggled to sustain anything in the run game. If Tony can't go, the 49ers will have a huge advantage with Eric Armstead or Javon Hargrave lining up across from Allegretti. So they're going to have to play, uh, uh, prepare for that as well. In essence, I think that Kansas City will have to out against the Niners' defensive front. I think the Niners' defensive line has really underachieved. I just think the Chiefs' offensive line quite frankly, uh, played better in the playoffs than they had during the regular season, particularly against Baltimore. Um, Talk about Mahomes a little bit and how he's evolved. I think everybody knows how great he is. People will say, well, he hasn't been as good a year statistically. No, no, no. Statistically doesn't tell the story. He's taken his game to the next level from a mental perspective. His pre-snap reads and his ability to master the game have shined through the playoffs. Um, You know, Mahomes' ability to navigate the pocket and his understanding of what the defense is doing pre-snap is next level good. They have a really good pressure plan. He has a very good understanding of how you're bringing pressure. The defense, you know, created a ton of pressure for them. And they had previously and the organization has invested massively on the defensive side. So with that, you know, they've done a good job of cultivating that and growing their defense. They won a few possessions in a row um, uh, in, against Baltimore without scoring, trusting their defense and playing field position. Now that's the difference. If you go back and people will talk about the seminal moment being on Christmas day against the Raiders. Well, Mahomes was forcing it, and there was frustration. There was frustration with the drops. They decided at that point, look, we can win with our defense in the running game, and we're going to be prudent with our decisions with the ball, and we're going to win games this way, and this is our best chance. And it's netted them a trip to the Super Bowl. They don't have that pressure offensively of needing to score every drive. This is not, hey, having to you know score 30 points to win a playoff game or a Super Bowl game. It does not mean that Mahomes is not playing well. He's just playing differently well. He's at the line of scrimmage making better decisions, protecting the football more, not being as aggressive. You know, people think that that's not a talent. That's not a skill. That's that's just managing the game, which is the biggest compliment you can give a quarterback, but people Non-football people think of that as a negative. It's different. It, and it's to me, if you got to pull a rabbit out of the hat all the time and you know make tremendous plays, I, I think it's difficult to sustain that. But defense in a running game is more sustainable. And when you've got to augment that with playmaking ability, you've seen Mahomes's ability to make a play when he's got. So if it comes down to he's got to make a play, he can still do it. Without the pressure to score, Mahomes hasn't pressed no force throws. He hasn't had one turnover worthy play in the playoffs. Not one. He can still create and make plays outside of structure when he needs to, like the fourth down against the Ravens. But it'll be difficult for the Niners to force him into negative plays. I think the other thing to look at when the Chiefs have the ball is who's going to cover Kelsey. There's not a lot of good answers uh, against this Chiefs offense, but defenses have chosen to play it out of man against them. No team in the regular season saw more man coverage than Kansas city's defense uh, as defenses don't respect the chief's receivers ability to beat them downfield. Uh, the Ravens have had some success playing man against the Chiefs. but um, they have Kyle Hamilton, one of the few defenders in the league that can hold up one-on-one against Kelsey. Kelsey still beat him for a touchdown on a double move, but he can handle him better than most. Uh, Hamilton, Uh, had him tightly covered, but the throw was perfect. Uh, The 49ers play predominantly zone, but they'll have to play a little more man than they're used to against the Chiefs. Or Mahomes will pick them apart underneath and their pass rush won't have a chance to get home. The problem is they don't have a defender who can match up with Kelsey and man. last season they had uh, Deshaun Gibson match up with him, but after getting burned, they switched to Jimmy Ward. Ward was the 49ers best option. He's no longer on the team. Nico Demandre Lenoir is a feisty and, uh, player in coverage, but he's only 5'10, and he'd get physically overwhelmed if they play him and man against Kelsey. Against the Chiefs, you have to throw some curveballs. I wonder if coordinator Steve Wilkes, who's known to take some risks, will have a corner um, Chidurvius uh, Ward match up with Kelsey on critical plays rather than waste him covering less prominent threats. And if that's the case, do Rashid Rice in the the Chiefs receivers step up and make plays. So those are some breakdowns. So do some of the keys of Kansas City offensively against the Niners defense. Again, we'll take a look at the Niners offense against the Chiefs defense tomorrow. So make sure that you check it out. You want more detailed breakdowns on this topic and others in the NFL, head on over to LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer today. Folks, it's less than $10 a month if you try it out for a month. It's cheaper than that if you take advantage of the six-month package. The 12-month package is the cheapest deal we have yet. Always great to be with you. A reminder again, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network for free. If you haven't, that way you'll get notified of any and all of our podcasts. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you again next time, everybody.